name is Cortis. I'm here with John. Uh, we're here to talk about basically our path to faith and how we found God and basically how everybody has their each own individual path. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, because everybody has their, their own beliefs and we need to respect, you know, their beliefs, their opinions and Christianity because we're all trying to get back to heaven. Same plan, same goal. Yes. And uh, light comes in many forms. And there's a lot of different people out there. And another thing is we're not here to talk about politics. So if you came here for that, go somewhere else. We're not here to really take a stance on anything. We're just trying to reach out to people who are struggling with their faith and hopefully help them finding their path. So my path to faith was I was always a struggling Christian. And when I say struggling, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't, I I will never be and never have been a perfect Christian. Just the other day, I literally said that I was going to be a better Christian and how I was going to stop getting angry and work on my anger. And then I got on the road. I think some person cut me off and I was cursing up a storm. So those are the kind of people that I want to reach out to. Uh, my path I committed some sins when I was 13 and I lived with those for nine years. I spent nine years under the devil's belt and I didn't sell my soul to it. At the same time, I... He really had me convinced that I could not be loved by anyone after that. And it wasn't until nine years later that, through my ex, actually, I confessed my sins to her, my mother, and basically laid down before God at his mercy and begged for forgiveness. Since then, the devil has shown me visions, who I could be, promised to me. But the thing about the devil is that it's all lies. Be one of those people who's all light and no darkness, where... I'll say for days and, you know, the devil's lies, you should just go to the light, but they don't actually, I'm not judging those people, but at the same time, they don't, they don't really know darkness. My point here is that people like me, they come from a place of dark, but we tried to kind of describe it to you. It's almost like my darkness is like a green crystal at its core with like a lot of a bunch of dark shadows around billowing out from this green crystal at your core. And at my core, I will always be good. I will always follow the light. Um, I will always follow God. But around me, like I've met Christians who, perfect example, I've met Christians who won't listen to, say, music like ACDC, or they won't listen to like dark, heavy metal because they say that it opens your soul up to the devil and that opens your soul up to possess. I don't believe any of that. Um, this is just my personal belief. I think that you would have to open your soul directly to Satan, and I'm not going to do that. So I feel like I'm perfectly safe listening to ACD. Um, I feel like a lot of, I've met a lot of Christians who I've tried to explain my path to them, very self-righteous, and kind of look down their nose at me. And there's a lot of them put me off of my path to God a lot because I felt like I could never be as perfect as them or be the picture-perfect Christian, which, big surprise, that person doesn't exist. Okay, we all have our flaws. We all come from, we all come, we all approach our own path to God our way. Okay, so one person who has their path to God, who found it, and they mostly center around light. It'd be someone like my path, where my path has most, mostly been centered around darkness, finding my way through a dark, murky tunnel to get to the light, and through all of the experiences of that darkness and finding out what darkness and light really are and who they really are. And I've spent my whole life studying light and dark. Well, I definitely like your story there, Quintus. Um, you know, following off of what you said about, you know, the music and everything, you know, I listen to a lot of, a lot of the you know, same stuff as well. I feel fine, I guess. 
hopefully. But that's that's not the point. The point is that, you know, from my uh, point of growing up as a Christian, yeah, I grew up, you know, in the Methodist faith you know, as a kid and, you know, bringing to church every day. But I don't know if I really didn't believe any of that because I think there was a point where kind of question if God really does exist because, again, I was just being brought into this random church. And I'm just thinking, I, I don't know what's going on here. And I don't, I don't like it. But I guess over time, I, my heart kind of just opened up to God, not from this from the Methodist faith or the faith that I'm in right now, just the fact that I found out that I do believe that God does exist because something did hit me that I felt that, that yes, God exists. But the way I got into this new faith was basically um, after we left the Methodist church, and, you know, a friend introduced us to this uh, new church known as the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. If you are not familiar with the title, then you might know me as a Mormon. Yes, I'm a Mormon. No, we do not believe in many wives. Just to give you that heads up, people do get that mixed up. Trust <laughs> me. It's, but I guess when we you know, were exploring the church, something hit me saying that this is the right church for you. This is the right path. You need to be the example. So I was the first one to get baptized into the church. I was eight years old. Then my mother followed, and then the rest of the family kind of followed. Uh, half of my family doesn't really um, practice anymore, but me and my mother and my younger sister, who is getting married, congratulations, Gwen. I love you. It's great. I'm very proud of her and things that she's done because she's really helped me grow my faith even more. Um, but, you know, over time, as I grew my faith more and more in this church, I noticed a lot of people have judged me, judged the church. You know, a lot of people have stopped becoming my friend as I am a Mormon, and I just don't think that's right. Like I said, we believe in what we want to believe, but we shouldn't judge others. And all my life, that's what I've been struggling with. It's just finding good people that won't judge my religion and my beliefs. And I know, I know you, I know you for a long time. I know, I know you like to mess with me a lot, but you know, we've always respected each other's faith and our beliefs. Always appreciate that about you. And you know, there's this, you know, thing in the Book of Mormon, and that's another thing we like to believe in. It's another testament of Jesus Christ. It's not meant to replace the Bible because we believe in the Bible very, very strongly, just to get that out of the way. But one thing I really liked in this scripture was it's in uh, a book called Moroni, chapter 10. And and except ye have charity, ye can in no wise be saved in the kingdom of God. Neither can ye be saved in the kingdom of God if ye have no faith. Neither can ye if ye have no hope. Now, the reason I brought that up, it was more of charity. I've always tried to be a charitable person. I've been working on that for years. I've learned to humble myself to, to be very charitable to others. That's why I brought this up, because I want to help others any way I can. I want to be charitable. I mean, I know I probably won't know what to do half the time, because I'm human. But again, I want to be there. And that's why I want to learn more about charity. So that's that's me. That's where I, I am at right now with my faith. And um, I will always believe in the Book of Mormon and God and the Bible. I'm, I'm always ready to learn and grow I'm not perfect, just like you said, nobody is. That's what we're trying to do. We're striving to be that person. That's actually a great point to build off of. Again, why we're here, that we're not here to really force our beliefs on anybody. We're just trying to reach out to people who are struggling. We really just want to help people and be there if they're struggling. Uh, I, too, have been judged a lot. Uh, I'll be the first to admit that I have not read the Bible in entirety, uh, so I do not know everything about it. I've started reading it, gotten a little bit into it, but... I've hopefully eventually I'll get to the point where I can quote scripture and things like that. But right now I really just want to, for me at least, I just want to talk about my path, kind of hope that reach out to people because I was actually approached by God a while ago about using my path to my light and kind of finding my way through my darkness. 
kind of reach out to other people because I know that there's other people out there like me that we're not picture perfect Christians. Well, we've I've been judged multiple times because, you know, I cuss and I mean, I drink beer. I mean, I don't get wasted. I don't I personally don't like getting wasted just because I don't like losing myself. People have been wasted. I've been wasted. I got wasted on my 21st birthday. But people who say, so you know what I mean when I say lose yourself. With that said, I, I guess I just want to talk about darkness a little bit. Uh, so darkness, first, as soon as you talk about darkness, I, I think most people jump to the fact that it's evil. And I'm not saying that it is mostly known for being used for evil. But one of the things that people don't really focus on a lot is that darkness can actually be used for uh, purposes of, of good. And I believe that I'm one of those people. Okay. This all started years ago when I was really starting to kind of discover my faith. I, I'm not going to lie. There were times that I cussed out God and I, you know, said, why are you doing this to me? Why me? Why can't I just be normal? And I mean, I got into a terrible screaming match with him. I've asked for his forgiveness uh, multiple times. And while I'm not sure if I'm worthy of it, still make the effort to ask for his, his forgiveness and be better. But anyway, back to darkness. Yes, at first glance, people think that darkness is just used for evil, but it can actually be used for good. And that's that's a place where I come from. So this all started a few years back when the devil actually gave me a vision and showed me the end of the world right next to him. I was one of the most powerful people in his ranks. And another thing is I'm really good at my darkness. It doesn't mean I'm a psychopath because there's actually more wall inside of me that I can't I can't hurt um, innocent people. Don't know why. Not complaining either because... I don't like hurting innocent people, but I actually can't. Anytime that I've even remotely had the devil in my mind trying to talk to me about that, there's a moral wall of light. If something's coming at me, threatening me, that's different. But if, and just in general, I, I cannot hurt innocent things. But he actually showed me. I was right there next to him in his ranks, and we were standing on a hill over a city, and there were millions of people suffering, and people were burning, and there was just absolutely desolation. And he was basically showing me that, you know, if you give into your darkness and become evil, this is what you can have. The thing is, the devil lies. And there are lots of people out in the world who think that, you know, the devil lies, but lie to me. That's actually not true. He lies to everybody. The devil is a soul mindset kind of person. He only thinks about himself. And see, this is where people who come from darkness actually have kind of an edge up over the devil. We can look at certain aspects of life and see through, because we've had so much experience in darkness, we can actually find our way through. We can actually see what the devil is to do and what evil is going to do. So another thing is, is that darkness and light are actually all throughout life. bring up a perfect example is there are certain aspects of evil that actually plays off of light. And one of the perfect examples is if you haven't seen the movie Green Mile, Major spoiler alert. But if you have seen the movie Green Mile, then you remember the character Wild Bill. Wild Bill told these two little girls, he played on their love for each other and said, if you make a noise, I'll kill your sister in front of you. And if you make a noise, I'll kill your sister in front of you. Okay, that is a perfect example of someone who is evil playing, using light for evil. And it can happen. The devil does that. The devil's someone who is very smooth and charming and will try to become your best friend. He did it to me. I did my sense. He was right there appearing like my best friend saying that, you know, no one else can love you and I'll be the only one who can take you in. And, you know, if you ever confess your sins, you'll 
be shunned away, which was not true because the second I did confess my sins, my mother actually told me, you know, how could you think this? I will always love you. It was, it was that, that, that is, that is how he lost. Okay. He appears as the light and, you know, I come from my faith with a tactical mindset. Of course he would appear like the light. If the devil comes at you head on and you do evil thing, of course you would immediately push him away and say, you know, not going to let you in. But of course, in the devil, that's not tactically smart. Okay, so what the devil does is he'll appear as some gigantic white shining light, and he'll say, you know, I'm here to help you, I'm here to be your friend, and that's why you can't let him in. Trust me, guys, the devil is, he never sleeps. Okay, this is a 24-hour battle. I'm not saying don't necessarily let your guard down. I'm just saying that you can't think that he, he always seeks to create division wherever he can. And there's actually one of my favorite quotes is, I think it's, I think the quote in the Bible says, sober, be vigilant for your adversary. The devil walks around as a roaring lion seeking to devour whom he may. Okay. He, he will always walk around like that. No matter what you do, no matter, you know, if he can get away in, he will. That's who he is as a, uh, a being. I mean, the devil will try to get in any way he possibly can. And his ultimate goal will be to guide you away from the light as far as possible and get you on his side. Okay, even if he has to pull out drastic measures. That was really nice. And I really liked your story with the darkness and also the way you brought up Green Mile with that example. That was really nice. You know, one thing about that, that's like one of my favorite Tom Hanks movies. And it always makes me mad that I that he had to do what he had to do at the end, you know, kill one of his angels, as he stated. I was like, man, why does he have to do that? But I kind of want to talk about my type of darkness that I had. You know, I guess you can call it a state of darkness I was living in. I'm, I mean, we all had them, and I still had them at times, I guess. But I think the biggest one I've ever had was when I was on my two-year mission. Um, you, you know about my life and the yeah. missionary life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not easy, folks. Good times, but there, well, there were some t- uh, terrible times. Uh People, you know, making fun of us, spitting at us. And I mean, yes, spitting at us. I just slammed the door in our faces. It, it was not fun. But uh, I guess uh, the, the third week of my mission, I was miserable. I was not having fun. My companion was helping me as good as he can. And when I say companion, I mean partner, the person I lived with. He helped me out. But he, he tried to help me, and I just wouldn't listen to him. I, I about gave up. I, I was this close to coming home. I, you know... Message my mother, uh, my bishop, which is a person that's in charge of a certain part of uh, the ward, like a certain part of the church in some center state or something. He, the bishop, you know, he motivated me and said, you know, I don't think you should give up. I think you need to stay on this. You got this. You know, he told me, you know, to look up more scriptures. And I think there was one scripture, one scripture, particularly in the, in the Book of Mormon, it talks about um, the cert- a certain prophet named Abinadi who was trying to tell people to, you know, repent because, you know, you guys are doing stupid things. This is how I explain things. But in uh, one scripture um, in the Book of Mormon, um, Isaiah 16, verse 9, Obinadi preaches, he is the light and the life of the world. Yea, and light that is endless, that can never be darkened. Yea, and also a life which is endless, that there can be no more death. And I took that in the heart of saying, like, you know, God is the light. He is my path, and I need to 
follow that light through and through for the two years that I have suffered through. Um, it still wasn't easy. I mean, you know, there were still moments where I still wanted to go home. I mean, I wasn't allowed to listen to music or watch TV. I mean, that was the tough part. <laughs> Not really. Well, actually, it was. But I, I've always put that scripture in my mind and always kept going out and teaching the people the word of God and try to help people as good as I can. Not trying to convert them into our faith, but more of just, you know, opening the light into them. That's really what I did. I mean, I, I made a lot of friends on my mission. You know what? I'm proud of what I've done. Okay, so another thing that I wanted to talk about, about darkness again, there's uh, a quote in the book of John that says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness is not overcome it. So the thing about darkness is you can have darkness and still have light. Okay, it's not like you can have one without the other. I mean, back to what I was saying before about how I view my darkness and my light is like, my light is like a green crystal that shines brightly in the center and then there's like darkness and shadows billowing out from it. Uh, the quote goes on to say, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. Again, guys, I, I don't know if we mentioned this before already, but part of what we are here to do, we're not here to act like we're experts about God and Christianity or the Bible or anything like that. Um, we just kind of want to reach out to people who are struggling with their faith. So uh, continuing on about my about darkness in general, you can always change and be redeemed. Okay. Anybody who tells you differently is lying. There were times that, you know, some people act like following God and Christianity is, is going to be nothing but rainbows and sunshine. That's not actually true. Okay. Light and darkness, God and Satan battle every day without us even knowing it. And it's not always going to be some rainbows and sunshine journey through the forest where we all smile and I don't know, have fun. Okay, that's not the truth. My path to God has been, I mean, almost every day is a constant battle, you know, between the devil trying to tempt me into something else. And I'm not going to lie, I lose a lot. But uh, what matters is that I'm always trying to be a better person. And I always ask God for forgiveness. I always ask God for forgiveness. And you should always try to be a better person. Uh, another thing is, there were times that I kind of had to, Follow God in secret. Some people will tell you that, you know, you should be open about your religion. You should, you know, some people will equate being open with your religion with, they'll equate it with being strong and having courage and stuff like that. But guys, if you're in a place where you don't feel comfortable about being open about your religion, you can be secret about it. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, in one breath, you should praise God and say, oh, I'm going to follow Jesus. And then in the next breath, keep it secret, and then your friends do something terrible. No, obviously, you should not go along. Okay, what I'm saying is, if your friends, say, are atheists, right, and you have found God and you're starting to follow him, obviously, I'm not telling you to judge anybody, and I don't judge anybody. But at the same time, if you know that, you know, if you're not comfortable coming out to your friends yet, you don't necessarily have to, okay? And when you start to find God, it's, remember, it's your path, okay? It doesn't matter what you did to get there. What matters is that you found God and that you're you're starting down this path. Now, another thing to tell you is that once you start down this path to find God, there are going to be people that tell you, there are going to be people who try to guide you. There are going to be people who try to guide you down their path and not yours. And again, we all come from our own individual unique path to God. Something you go through to find God is most likely not going to be 
what someone else goes to. You're going to meet people who will reject you. Had people like that. The only thing I can say about those people is that, again, this is your path. It doesn't matter how you got there or what you did to get there. What matters is that you're here, okay? That you're trying to follow the light, follow God, and become a better person. Uh, people who turn against you, they always will. And it's not that all of them can't accept who you are. They're going to be people who they only see you as one type of person, okay? If you try to change and, you know, say, hey, I don't want to be this person anymore, you can't. And those people who turn against you, if they really can't accept who you are, then they never will. And, I mean, if you really want to change and be, be this new kind of person, you're going to have to tell them, you know, look, this is me and this is who I am and, you know, nothing's going to change about that. A lot of people are also scared away by thinking that, you know, if I find God, I guess picture perfect Christian or I have to give up, you know, everything that I'm passionate about. Again, that's not true. A lot of people are scared away by that. That's not true. If you want to, if you want to dress up like a vampire and God forbid, you know, if you want to dress up like a purple alien and praise God, you can do that. It doesn't matter. Okay. No one should judge you for that. No one is perfect. And moreover, why should they be? Okay. Being different is fun. Being perfect, I mean, if you actually think about the concept of being perfect, it actually removes the concept of fun. Okay, being perfect is you wake up in the morning, you get dressed 100% always positive and go through life without just a worry in the world. Okay, well, real life, that's not how things work. Okay, real life, darkness and evil strikes whenever it can. You have to overcome that. Okay, your car is going to break down. People are going to get hurt that you care about. It could be anybody's fault. It's just life. It happens. And when I was first going through my path, my battles through darkness, I blamed God for a lot, okay? Anything that would happen, I, I got mad at the world, and I spent a lot of time angry at the world. It wasn't even, okay, you have to, another thing you have to understand about rage is if you fill your heart with rage and allow it to be filled with rage, you'll spend a lot of time being angry at everything, okay? You could drop something and just absolutely lose it. So rage is another thing you have to watch out for, but we'll get to that later. For right now, I just basically wanted to talk about with you guys that no one is perfect okay we all have our own each individual unique path and following god doesn't mean you're picture perfect christian and you know dressed in like a skirt or you know just looking good okay most days i roll out of bed and i'm a mess okay you know and i mean i, I still get dressed prepare for the day but that's just me being a christian we all with us all approaching our own path we all look different too there's not gonna. There's no. There's nothing that. There's. There's nothing that says what a perfect Christian is or isn't. God, how do you know that? And and also, people sometimes act like people in churches decide who you know what a perfect Christian is or isn't. And the thing about that is, I mean, there's no such thing as a perfect Christian. Okay, and ultimately, who decides what a perfect Christian looks like? How do you know that? God would reject someone who looks God and accept someone who looks, you know, perfect all the time. I mean, how do you know that? Just because they go to church? I've known people who go to church, perfect Christians, and behind the scenes, they were really crappy people. I've known people who looked like goth people or people who, my best friend who follows the Mormon religion, who people will say, you know, oh, they're damned and they're going to hell, who are actually great people on the inside. And we're actually better than the people who went to church. And again, I'm not judging, just saying that no one decides what a perfect Christian is or isn't. We all come from different paths, different walks of life. What matters is that we find God. I'll have to my friend John here and have him finish it up.
Well, and definitely, yes, we're all here to find our individual paths to get back to heaven. And I think it's very important that we strive to learn to be perfect, even though we're not perfect people, but we're striving to be those type of people. And also, I hope this has been a learning experience for anybody that's tuned in to listen to this. I hope everybody's enjoyed it and maybe found you know, a new perspective of what we're talking about. And if you really like what you've heard, stay tuned next week. We're going to talk about more things on religion, faith, and God itself. I mean, this is why we're here. We're here to help people. And if you have any questions, we'll soon uh, you know, make a page where you guys can hook up and just you know, ask us questions. And we'll always try to give the best advice as we can. But anyway, my name is John. I'm Aquintus. And everybody, take care. Good night. God bless you.